This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode does not contain spoilers, but does briefly mention Serpent and Dove, A Discovery of Witches, A Deadly Education, Akamath, and The Bridge Kingdom. For full list, please see show notes. And welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing, oh boy, uh, Carrie <laughs> Maniscalco's uh, <laughs> book, The Kingdom of the Wicked. This is the first of three of a trilogy. Yes. So the second one is Kingdom of the Cursed. And the third one that was announced is Kingdom of the Feared, which is very interesting. So this is the first book, Kingdom of the Wicked. And this is a reread for me. I have read the first two. And this is a first time for Jess. And boy, do we have thoughts. And this actually, we weren't initially intending on having an episode on this, but it became... Um, a, a a lot of inquiring in our comments and our DMs asking if we had read it, uh, if if we had read it, were we planning on doing an episode? There was kind of, I don't want to say a demand, but it was just like some people were asking. So you know what? This podcast is for y'all. So um, we, we went and we did the thing and we read and here we are. <laughs> And here we are. So, listeners, um, thank you for this. Mm, mm. We probably are not going to say what you expect us to say about this. So, mm, Jess, how about you start off? Well, let's give a little recap. I feel like, okay, Kingdom of the Wicked is a story based in Italy about an Italian family, um, two twins, or like one set of twins, sisters, and one of them is murdered. And the family, the the family the sisters come from, are from witches. And now it's about the kind of the the journey that the sister fi- finds herself trying to find her sister's murderer, and how magic comes into play. <laughs> I mean, I know that's not exactly the plot, but that's just a little bit of background. I I want to be up very upfront. Uh, I've said this on TikTok too, and I told uh, Jess when we were prepping for this episode that I can be the villain here. I don't like this book. I've read the second one. I called the plot for the second one in like the third chapter. Um, I, I yeah, this this book just doesn't hit for me, and I was really worried that like um, because Jess like knew that. Uh, opinion that I had that it would uh, color your opinion or like, you know, influence you or whatever. But uh, you reassure me over and over again that that is not the case. Because I had to do a self-evaluation for myself to think, okay, do I not like, am I going into this with different expectations? Because Laura has been the only person who hasn't, I don't want to say you're the only person. I feel like you've been the only person that I've seen open about 
your um your opinion on this book. A lot of other opinions I've seen, super positive, love it, obsessed. This Wrath is like their book boyfriend. Like they love this couple, which is great for so many people. I love, I'm happy when other people are happy when they just find what works for them. You know, it doesn't have, you know, I just get excited because I like that excitement because I have it for my own things. I then... Laura, you know, I was like, do I do I not care for this book? And then I remember that I read The Bridge Kingdom, which you're not a f- huge fan of, but you, you're you okay with it. Um, and I loved it. I really enjoyed it. I was into it. Um, so that's how I was like, okay, we're good. I wanted to like this so much. It reminded me of um, our Serpent and Dove episodes, where if you list everything out broody male strong female witches vampires shapeshifters italy everything on paper even even cooking i I don't mind the kitchen um on paper it's it's great but reading it didn't do it for me it it, yeah and i don't know why like i feel like that's what we need this episode for to like work it out because why all these things that i love so much why didn't it do it for me. Okay. So I, I was telling, I was telling Jess listeners, this is to you directly. <laughs> I was telling Jess. So I have the same feeling that I had when I finished Dudley education, when I finished, uh, the shadows between us, when I finished a discovery of witches and what was, what was the other one? Do you remember? Um, uh, a shadow between us. No, I said that one. There's, there's another one. It'll come to me when I'm not thinking about it, but that like, Oh, rhapsodic. And oh. like that kind of like meh feeling that I have is the same feeling that I have here. So if listeners, if you can like analyze, like what is it about all of those books that I just listed that don't hit for me and, and tell me that would be really helpful so that I can just, you know, kind of know that about myself. Cause I cannot pick it out because just as you say on paper, everything is there. Everything is there except like I hate cooking. I hate being in the kitchen. So right away, those pages and pages of kitchen descriptions and like, and, I feel like and I love Italian culture. And obviously it's very similar to like my Spanish upbringing where I know the family, everything centers around the kitchen. Like food is, is its own love language. I even had a friend growing up, her grandparents came over from Italy and they opened an Italian place in like a tourist town down South. And when we would go to there to like on summer breaks and stuff, we were the kids behind the counter, like check, you know, being the host and bringing the water. And it was a very mom and pop place and I loved it. So I've always been around that, you know, Italian culture. And it was, like I said, it's very similar to Spanish culture. So I just... I had even said to you, I go, okay, I know that you had kind of glossed over it and it's not relating to you, but let's take all the details and the kitchen stuff out of it. Pretend it's not even there. Um, and I understand, you know, acknowledging that there is an importance of the culture in the world building to expose the reader to, because We Hunt the Flame is very much like that too. We have that heavy world building detail to something that we're not accustomed to. Here we are that with something we are accustomed to, and we're like, Meh. we can put it on the wayside. Um, but okay, take that all out of, out of the picture. Like we still have this plot and the death of a sister and 
spells going wrong, it, you know, what do we, what do we get with that? I, it just, it just, it just doesn't, it just does not work for me. Um, the chemistry isn't there, uh, between Amelia and, um, Wrath. It's not there. I feel like that's like a hot take. Everybody's going to yell I, at well, us. I in know. A well, that's okay. Everyone can yell at me. That's fine. Right. I'm, I'm the villain in this episode. I just, it's not there. Like, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. It's, we had that conversation before, before we started recording. You know how we get with the, the forced, we get that with the found family trope, but it gets drilled in all the time. I feel like that's what this feels like. Now, this is, I'm not saying that Wrath isn't hot. Obviously, objectively, the fan art. Yes. Yes. I love, I love the, the gold eyes. I love the tattoo. I love the lavender. I love the flowers of the tattoo and it's like iridescent. Glowy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I love it. Like I love it. All those elements, you know, perfect. Like he's gorgeous. Okay. Like he's particular about his clothes. Perfect. All these things, all these things. But this, banter that that he has with with um amelia you know demon witch that whole thing i don't buy it i don't buy um do you think it's like their version of witchling princeling yeah no definitely definitely and, oh, and i did not it did not come across like that yeah no and it me. just and and here, here's here's the thing really i'm supposed to relate to amelia and to feel wrath right to feel anger and to want to have vengeance and like all of these emotions i'm supposed to like feel all of these things with her and i do not feel anything with her except for like kind of annoyance when she's like i don't know why he came for me oh he saved me like oh my god duh oh the betrayal <laughs> like oh the betrayal oh, oh we're all shocked about the betrayal <laughs> like what what are you talking about with envy yeah oh oh <laughs> God, like, I, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, by the, by the time the t like twist happened, I was already checked out. But, you know, I just, I just don't, it's just not here for me. It's, ju it's just not here for me. That is not to say that I don't love the strong female like representation that we get here. We get the, you know, we get grandma, we get the sister. We get the restaurant. You know, I hate cooking, but I like food. So that's a whole thing. Um, you know, we get, we get Sicily. We, we have, we have all of these things. I can see it. And that, that's the other thing too. Like I can see this like clearly in my head. Like the world building is not like falling flat because it's working. I can see it in my head. I'm just not caring about it. So there's a disconnect there and I can't pinpoint why. And it's not because you don't like, like, you enjoy Italy, too. Yeah. It's not like, like a, this, it, it's not like, oh, well, I can't relate. No, it's you, you, I want nothing more than to relate and immerse myself in this, you know, been fortunate enough to travel to a variety of countries. And Italy has been the country that I have, like, this, this affinity and, like, kindred connection to more than, like, the fact that my great grandparents came from Spain, I'm like, oh, sorry, grandma and grandpa. <laughs> like, Italy's what's up for me. Um, I want nothing more than to be a part of it, and I just don't get to. No, and you know, there's witches and wi like, as you said, and witch hunters, and and you know, the church and like men, you know, going after the women. It's the same thing, kind of like we had in Serpent and Dove, but 
it's just, it's just not, it's not there. And I, you know, and I also, I also don't feel the sisterly bond between uh, Victoria and Emilia the same way that, or I guess the way that I'm supposed to, right? Because we learned that Victoria set up all these deals with, with all these demons and she lied about stuff and she had this spell book and, you know, she did all this stuff that she didn't tell you about. So like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it is not there for me. I can see why people would love this. I can see very clearly why people would love this because, because whatever isn't working for me is working for them. And it's in, and, and the connect is there and not a small group of people either. Like yeah. people are hungry for the series enough so that it almost seems like she's had released a book every year. Like I think this came out in 2020. The next one came out, uh, kingdom of the curse came out in 2021. And then the, the next, the third one is going to come out next year. So she's, she, she's a powerhouse to get them out there. So people want it, you know, and I just, I guess that's my question to know the the why. Hmm. I don't want to say the why if people want it, but I do because that sounds so awful. But I do want to know where what the things that aren't working for me, like you said, what is working for the other people that drew like this story has drawn them in to have that connection that they have an affinity for this for this trilogy at this point. Oh, I remember it was The Four Horsemen by Laura Thalassa. That's another series that people like. She's did Rhapsodic, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the other series that people like where I'm just like, uh, bleh about. So that maybe lump that in when you're trying to like analyze me and tell me what's wrong. Um, so what does work? What, what does work? What does work? Strong women work here. Um, and the magic system, the magic system, Works here. I love the magic system. Love the magic system. And again, just like I feel like we keep referring back to Serpent and Dove. I love that it. they don't they say in this book, and it's very similar to the other trilogy of it's not magic isn't good or bad. It just is. And you need to have equal offerings like if and but I, and this one I noticed um, they did the like, but if you if if you're using it for like negative energy kind of thing, it's gonna come back forty times, and it reminded me of our craft episode where we're like, it comes back three times. The the magic system is good. I like how Wrath says that like the the demon princes of hell aren't good or evil. They just are. They just exist. They're just kind of like like power, you know, and like the only currency there is like more power and, and, you know, that whole thing. I like that Wrath is particular about his clothes and he doesn't want to wear the shirt that she gives him. He'd rather go shirtless. <laughs> I, if I had a body like that, I, I know, wouldn't right? want to wear a shirt either. <laughs> for real. Um, I like that he, you know, picks out clothes for Amelia and he has them in the, the rundown palace that they're in. You know, there are, there are things that I enjoy. It's just, it's just not there for me. And the chemistry isn't there. <sighs> I don't know. I feel like I just don't have a lot to say. It's the family structure, but like grandma is the one that has the magic, right? So she's the one that, cause mom doesn't have magic. Grandma has the magic and she's the one teaching the twins and she's really the matriarch of the family, not the mom. Yeah. And, and she's like powerful and she has her moment, right? Where she banishes envy and like sends him back. And I, I do like that. 
I just, I, I guess I, here, here's something that I don't like. I don't like, um, family members not telling other family members the entire truth because they think that they know they're it's like, best. yeah, that they're like shielding them. And yeah. like, if, if the grandma had had a conversation with the two of them when they were like this old, then none of this would have happened, right? Like, I, I just, I just, ugh, you know, it could have all been avoided and it would have been weird. It would have gotten weird, but it, they, it would have gotten weird and they could have handled it together instead of grandma getting her throat slit and, and Victoria being murdered and her heart getting slit. Okay. Sorry. I'm, I'm on it. This is another thing in the scheme of things. Okay. You have seven demon princes of hell that are like visiting this little town in Sicily and they are ripping out witch hearts, witch hearts in this like area in Sicily, right? You have the whole world, <laughs> the whole world and all of like hell. But it's like, no, we're all going to go. I, I I don't know. I don't know. It was just like my. These my, are the only witches for us. Yeah. Which, you know, which, huh? But, you know, okay, fine. They're, they're like, um, you know, they're star witches, uh, all, you know, shadow witches, all, all that stuff. It's just like, I, I was so not into it. And it required such a, like, like suspension of belief that I could not. I just could not. I just kind of followed it. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't ask questions. I knew what was going to happen. Oh my gosh. Envy is envious. What is a turn of, what a turn of events. I'm like, it's, it's literally in his name. Why is anybody surprised? Um, and even with the grandma, she's like, you're going to tell me the truth now after seeing the, the, the marriage bond tattoo on, on Amelia. And also, it's like, well, that's kind of your fault, too, because, again, to what you said, we wouldn't be here if you told us everything that was going on. Yeah, because they're not. Here's the thing. She's not a child. No, she's 18. Yeah, she's not a child. Like, this conversation could have been had, like, realistically, what, like, 13? Yeah, 13. I would 13, think 13. 13 would have been fine. Age, yeah. yeah. 13, you know, BT dubs, you're wearing the devil's horns. And this is going to happen because you're like prophecy babies. And I feel like all the, they gave them the bare minimum. You have gold. You have sil silver. Don't connect them. Yeah. Like, and so they're just okay. like, okay. Yeah. And also, of course they don't do. push the red button. Yeah. <laughs> like, and of course they do when they're eight. They put them together. You know, so yeah. it's like, it's just this, it's just this whole thing. I don't know. Um, I, I, I feel like Amelia did a lot of like scavenger hunting around her little town, you know, like, oh, there's stocks with fennel. I'll rub this thing and go in here and these magical objects will speak to me and I'll touch this nail or hook or whatever. You know, it was just a lot of stuff like that or like the gambling den is is a frog and I need to locate the frog emblem and ooh. You remember more than I do. <laughs> I feel like Will Ferrell in old school where he just like blacks out. Like, you know, and she and, you know, she's got wrath on all these little adventures and then they go and interrogate all these people. And then she, you know. Well, OK, let's let's talk about wrath. Why does she hate him so much? She fucked up this the, the, the spell. Why is she pissed at him? Well, hold well, some accountability. 
they are mortal enemies. Why? I think she's just really angry because she saw him. She was the he was the first person that she saw with her sister's body. So she like incorrectly assumed that he killed her. I would have made the same. Yeah, fair. In that fair, moment. Fair, fair. Yeah. Yeah, fair. But upon learning that that's not what happened, she still is like, and my mortal enemy like died in front of me. I don't know. She, you know, she shivers a lot. I don't know if you picked up on that. There's a lot of shivering here. But I, okay, now that I remember her grandma would tell her stories of, you know, the, the deadly sins, the princes of hell, whatever. But that was all, like, to me, that was just stories. Okay, there was miscommunication. She thought he killed her sister. He didn't. Now they're working together. Now you still want to be pissed at him. I just feel like it's the Reese controversy of he how when Reese didn't tell Feyre that they were mates because he was allowing her to come like he didn't want to force her choice to feel like she was obligated to him when she was very upset at him for like half of Akamath. Um, And now we're at the point here we are with Wrath and Amelia, where he didn't he didn't want to call that in. Like, she fucked up a spell. He recognized it. And even at the end, he didn't call in the bargain because he wanted her to have the choice. Albeit, he was like, you're fucking up. You're making the wrong choice. But he still wanted her to come to that. He, he was good to her. And he said, like, over and over again, like, you're choosing this. Like, you know, choice is really important. You, you know, even if you don't if you feel like you don't have a choice, you do, even if the options aren't good. Like he said that like over and over and over again, like choice is very, very, very important. So I I don't know. I don't know. People, here's the thing. People love this book so much that no one talks about any anything about it except how wonderful it is. I wonder, you know how, maybe we talked about it on our anniversary episode, but we talk about like, I had like an affinity towards romance. Would I have, would I ever bring my, the the things that I like to, would I recommend them to you? No, because they're not what you like. And then we even extended that conversation of the romance that I was reading before. I didn't feel like I was like, do I like the books? Yeah. Could I pull a substantial conversation out of it? No, but I liked him. Like, it's like that TikTok sound where they go like, is the book good? I, you know, you read, did everybody, a lot of people read like all 500 Ice Planet Barbarians? Sure. Like, were they great? But are you, are you going to recommend it? No. Are you still going to read it? Hell yeah. Like, that's, maybe that's what it is. I just, I know I love romance and there, but there, that doesn't mean... I, I can pull a conversation out of it. Maybe that's what this is. And maybe because I was looking for more, maybe that, I, I don't know. I don't know. I want to love this so bad. I will say that there is more content to pull in the second book. So I am looking forward to that. But in this first one, there just, there just isn't a lot. You know, it makes me want pockets. It makes me want skirts with <laughs> pockets and moonblush chalk. Cause I swear that's what she's always reaching for and she never freaking has it. Um, it, I just, I just, mm. I have a frustration. I mean, that's kind of funny to say for this whole episode. She's angry. She's going through these stages of grief, which, you know, I, I, I just can't. I don't want to say I can't relate to grief because that's not it. I can't relate to how it's being described in this book. Um, but when she goes and she's like, "Oh, I," to about Antonio, 
And she goes, oh, I scared the piss out of him. I smell urine. I'm going to be like she has this wrathful vengeance. And then she lets him go. What? You killed my sister. How vengeful are you? I mean, unpopular opinion. And maybe this just speaks to like my Capricorn sun and Virgo rising. I am not a <laughs> I am not a fan of the expression. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Because then if you wouldn't, because then you must not have a worst enemy because I absolutely fucking would. Yeah, yeah. And the the way that this book ends, too, is when she's like, when I hope that they're ready for a vengeful <laughs> queen. It's like, what have you done exactly? What have you like, done exactly? What? You haven't no, done anything. You, you looked at a where? dress. You looked at a spinning dress, like pages, like like paragraphs of descriptions about the scales of the spinning dress that's been hung up from nowhere that's next to her. And like, oh, my God. It's just like, what are you go- like? What are you doing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, the only time that I kind of related to her emotions when is when she um, when Wrath was like, quote, quote, killed in front of her. Right. And she was mm-hmm. just like. I didn't realize I kind of liked him and it's like shocking. And she finally has her like aha moments where the reader's like, oh my God, finally. Um, that was like, all right, fine. We're finally all on the same page here. You have complicated feelings for this like demon. Okay, fine. We can all move forward together. Um, of course, that doesn't really happen though. Um, yeah, uh, listeners, I'm sorry. What did you want us to pull from this? Uh, there is much more to pull in the second one. So, you know, stay tuned for that one. But like, Jess, like the first time read, first time reader here, like. And last time. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, hot take, hot take. Fine words. I'm sorry. Okay, let me, okay, I don't want to, let me pull out some of the good stuff. Yes. What I really, okay, I, and it's going to be no surprising why this is one of my favorite quotes of the whole book is when. Amelia's caught at the church or wherever she is with wrath and she gives him a fake name and he says something about being my Amelia. And then the little shit runs to her house to be like, Oh, Amelia was with a boy. And the mom was like, I don't fucking care what you're doing. Thank God your father wasn't home. One fair. Um, And number two, she goes, but he's just as besotten with you. And she goes, you're, he's calling you my Amelia and you're no one's but your own girl. Of course. I loved that part. Um, I, I get it. I, you know, I, I, I love that part. LOL on her mom. <laughs> but like Amelia is also like, I'm so embarrassed. She's more embarrassed that her family thinks that she's sleeping with this hot dude than like avenging her sister's like going and doing all these spells that she's not supposed to be doing that she keeps them messing up. So be that as it may. Um, and I also liked when Wrath is giving her life lessons to be like, you got to know your enemies, look for their weakness. If you give them everything, you put all the cards in their hand. And so then he starts trying to kind of teach her through through like playing poker, if you will. I'm just going to say poker. I think it's just like a, a, an Italian variant or something. Um, variation, not variant. Oh my God, it sounds like COVID. Um, <laughs> but 
he goes, you need to trust in yourself and your own power. And I like that he's like, everybody's like instilling that on her, that you're your own person. You're, you have your own powers. You need to rely on yourself and what you're capable of. And I do like that message is like that, that message is consistent throughout the book. Um, whoever the player is and wherever the conversation is coming from. Uh, we haven't talked about um, Claudia. Claudia. The uh, friend. Cla- yeah, the friend who um, is uh, <laughs> gets her mind stuck between worlds because she does uh, Amelia, Amelia a favor. <laughs> and um, Amelia fucking everybody up. Yeah, and then she's like stuck rambling and stuff. And, and they are like um, dark witches. They're like death mm-hmm. witches, you know. Um, and they're like not supposed to hang out and like be, you know, but they're friends and it's this whole thing. Um, we haven't talked about her at all. They are a kind of weird representation of friendship, I feel like, because they both have very significant deaths in the family, but they, like, don't, like, comfort each other, you know? They both say, like, we just just didn't. We just didn't. It's like, oh. They didn't, yeah, they didn't acknowledge anything. Yeah, I was like, okay, y'all. All right. Moving on. Good. (laughs) Healthy. Let's do dark magic. All right. Um, I mean, fair, okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> it, it was just one of those weird things because it's such like a focus on like Amelia and like all these things that she's going through. And like, here's her friend, like, you know, needing a little bit of help here. And she's like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 but also, um, so that, that was, that was really something. They had your favorite thing. The palm slicing. Oh, for the palm a slicing for cannolis. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, what even is that? <laughs> I mean, I like cannolis too, but not enough for a palm slice. Although there is a part in this book where, where Amelia um, cuts her like arm or her forearm and she does say because she's going to need her hands in the kitchen. And I was just like, okay, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pray, you know, praise be. Because Can you imagine garlic and onions and lemon, on lemon oh. juice? Like, oh my gosh, no. So I did, I did appreciate that little practicality there. Um, but it's just, I, I don't know. I like the fairy wine. Just, I, I call it fairy wine, but when, um, the Prince of Lust comes into play. Oh, and yeah. She's like the beach, all yeah. like ripping off her clothes and like she's about to rip his off. And, you know, he's like, you have to take control of this. And she's like, I just want to get you naked. And he goes like, well, if you still think about that when we get home, like we'll talk about it then. And then when she finds out that, she, that oh, it's just underlying emotions too. She's so in denial. Why? 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 Why, why are we in denial about this? Why are we in denial? I, I I don't know. Uh, Amelia doesn't really have a strong support system. That might be another hot take because like Claudia isn't really there for her. Uh, her mom is kind of in the background. Her grandma lies to her and only helps her at the end. Well, I think also with her mom, she they acknowledge that her like the way her mom is handling the trauma and grief, like grieving and trauma of the loss of her sister. Um, there are a lot of times where the grandma they would be in the kitchen and they would say like her mom was kind of like tuned out or she would look for her, look to her mom for backup. Be like, right, right mom. And the mom wouldn't respond. So she's kind of handling her own grief. So that's another example of the grandmother just furthering her role as the matriarch in the family. Right. 
right? And yeah, and there, you know, there's all these things about, okay, here, here's a good, here's a positive. I have a positive. Here's a positive. Uh, this is a good audio experience. I enjoyed this audio experience. It has the interesting little, um, uh, uh, features. Of audio, you know, so when the, when the witches are doing spells, there's lots of voices chanting the spells and there's wind and there's like little bumps and stuff. And I enjoyed that. I wish there was more of it. I feel like it wasn't consistent. Right. Yeah. Scattered. Yeah. But it was, when it was there, it was fun because, Mm -hmm. um, towards the end, uh, when they're building up tension towards the end, uh, then the music starts to swell. I was looking around. I was like, "What? Where is this?" Um, <laughs> but I took my headphones out and I was like, "Oh, duh." Uh, but yeah, so the audio experience is good. The narrator is pretty good, and she's the same narrator in the second one, so she's pretty okay. good. Um, I, I just, eh, I just, eh. That that's what it is. That's what it is. And I know the you know listeners, you really love this, and you really wanted us to do this. Um. Mm, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm the bad one here. I, I just, it's not for me. It's not for me. I do see how, um, so many, like, as I said, how many, like, a lot of people would love this. A lot of people do love this. We Googled, we did the Google here and, um, not a lot of negative reviews, not a lot of, but there wasn't a lot of pause. Like, I feel like the reviews were just, they weren't negative. They weren't positive. They just, it, it felt more of recaps than reviews. They just were. Yeah, yeah. And I looked, I even tried to get to a subreddit to be like, Reddit, Kingdom of the Wicked. And it, I did not see, uh, uh, I don't know what it would be called, like a Reddit tag for it. And I was like, I tried so hard to be with the people. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. And I feel like maybe on Book Talk is where you see, the um kind of love for wrath but i don't see any love for amelia question with wrath i was thinking you know how everybody kind of shits on we're talking about beauty and the beast with Belle. Mm-hmm. you know how people i don't say we'll say like well really it's stockholm syndrome she was up in this town could the con can it be said that wrath there was perhaps a stockholm syndrome with wrath because he was connected to her and then he fell for her could that argument be made i was thinking about that that argument can be made in this first book yes right okay yes yes in this first book yeah because because you know and then there's the joke everyone's like well how long would it take you know like for for me you know for stockholm syndrome you know how long a couple hours you know for him it would you know i i always joke where people are like oh a couple hours a couple minutes i feel like for him it would take him because he just didn't do it for me. Yeah. I would have yeah. been like, I mean, if it's like Reese or Cassian or, you know, so like I would easily, or Castile, I'd easily be like, what's Stockholm Syndrome? I never had it. I yeah. was here. But yeah, because the banter, the banter feels like. You consider it banter? I don't even feel, you know, I love a banter. I don't feel it. No, I have a, I have a visual like kind of description for this. So like the banter for like Jude and Carden or like Reese and Feyre, that banter feels like throwing a ball back and forth. Mm-hmm. This banter felt like two people playing darts. There wasn't a back and oh. forth. It was just like, like a, like a hit. And then it Your was turn and then it's hit. Yeah. Interesting. I like that visual. Thank you for that. That's <laughs> I've been thinking I have been trying 
to think so that people don't just say like, oh, well, Agafe just like really didn't do this justice. I have been really trying to think. And that is the only thing that I can think of. So instead of like a give and take or like a like a nice game of catch between two people where they're both kind of, you know, leaning in and catching and doing it. Um, for for this, it, it it is just like really flat. It's just like something sharp and it hits and that's it, right? There is no, there is no soft kind of flirt give and take. It's just kind of like hit, hit, hit. And that's it. Like, I'm so, when I think of banter, I think of that, you know, catch and, you know, catch and throw kind of relationship. So to not have that, I immediately was like, what banter? I didn't think of that. I didn't even think that there was until you said, well, this is the type of banter in the writing style that it is. It, it's just interesting. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's what I've been, that's what I've kind of been thinking of. Um, there, there just, there isn't a lot of give and take there. So. Okay. So I'll ask this as we go into the second book. Is the tone the same? Is the style the same? Because as of right now, obviously we're going to do an episode on the second book. And if we weren't going to do an episode, I probably wouldn't keep reading this. So is there a shift? Okay, this might be a hot take. So, you know, I I have my little shovel. I've just been digging little hills over here, you know, just building (laughs) them up for myself. So I have like all these little hills over here that I'll just like, you know, hop on and die from, you know, so. Okay. Is the second book is, what is it? Kingdom of the Cursed. Uh, Is it the same in tone? No, I feel personally that the, the next book in this series is a dramatic an unexpected shift into almost NA territory in spice level, um, which is ugh, arguable spice and I, I, okay, spice descriptions. Let me just say that descriptions of things. Um, and in just the overall language, there's a lot more cursing and swearing and just like, stuff not like that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but no, if there's like, that there's drastic nothing, of a shift. Yeah. Yeah, because at least because the way I'm thinking about it is like you know, Akasif is spicy. Like I think it's spicy, and it was definitely the first. What I was blushing the first time I read it, but I didn't. I also didn't feel like there was a shift from Akatar series should have never been YA, but I also don't think that there was really a shift from Akatar series to like the inclusion of Akasif. There were spicier scenes. There were a lot more fluids. But and you know, but the hilt and the roaring and all the things were still there, just like the other. I mean, the moans from the dying men of the tent still existed in Echo <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just like a like a big shift, and I wasn't expecting it. And I I just looked up the uh, cover on um you know on the audio. The covers are great. I like yeah. the covers. I wanted to see if James uh, James Patterson's name was on the second one because I feel like the second one is a little, you know, a bit more NA, a little spicier, a little more language, but it still is. So, you know, maybe that's not a thing. What's his contract? I tried to, like, understand that a little bit more. It says James Patterson, is it like he's kind of putting his money towards the project of this? I couldn't look at I couldn't find it. I have no idea. And that's an excellent question. So listeners, if you know the answer, please tell us. Because, yeah, I, I feel like maybe he's, like, sponsoring them or, like, his – maybe he has, like, his own little – I'm not sure. Yeah, because when I tried looking it up, it would say, like, it's, like, 
I just typed in like James Patterson presents and then it gives me kingdom of the wicked. It gives me kingdom of the curse, but I don't get the, you know, people have said like, well, did he write it? And then, you know, there's, I just, I don't really have a, a concrete answer. Let's see if, if we're going back to the second book and what to expect in the second book. So the end of this first book, she is on her way to, to hell to hell well to the kingdom of the wicked to the house the the pride's house the right, house of yeah. pride so she she's going there and wrath is escorting her so the second book like picks up and like it's that and it's just okay. like her time it, her time there um and it's very um like court of nightmares vibes oh, cool. um so i mean yeah like oh it's down for that yeah there and there's there's a lot to pull from there it's it's pretty interesting um so i'm looking forward to the second one and reading it critically um but yeah this first one (laughs) i know i feel bad i feel bad so someone please analyze everything that i said and tell me i i must know i must know i want i wish there was more of a dialogue on tiktok for these conversations or like on bookstagram because i feel like people will post their reviews and just I don't want to go into somebody's comments to be negative because I don't want it to come across that like I'm trolling or I I honestly want to have a conversation. And the problem that I'm fearful of is having a difference of opinion could be kind of perceived as attacking. And that's never how I I, I want it to come across. I genuinely want to say, and especially with text, you know, it's the miscommunication. I mean, mm-hmm. very prevalent miscommunication trope. You text one thing, how it's perceived and how it's read in your head can be completely different than my tonal that we can have in a conversation. And that's that's genuinely like, look, I don't know what it is about this book. I want to like it so much. Please share me your insight of why you love it. And for all I know, it could be like how I said with like some of the romances that I read. Do I love it? Absolutely. Could I tell you why? not a clue yeah you know and and that's the thing everyone loves this book so much on like book talk and bookstagram that if you have a difference of opinion it's it's an attack you know and people people just attack you and it's like no 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 i really just but it's just like no no no, you don't understand like this is my book boyfriend and like this is my you know and i understand the passion of course i do obviously right obviously i understand the passion but like we're adults let's act like adults let's have respect and let's let's kind of um talk it out so that you can i like identify things right and like use those to make informed decisions about the content that you read in the future like that's what we're trying to do i'm not trying to like right start a fight in someone's comments like who i i still don't understand people that do that well and it reminds me of with our anniversary episode um we even said like what's something that's really wonderful about books is you kind of get to discover yourself too and what you like what you don't like whether it's you personally as a person like i remember you had made a tiktok to go i realized something about myself today i'm not a fan of first person mm-hmm. like you had and it you know it was such a specific thing that how many first person reads do we read regularly and you you finally had that click and maybe that's why we it's exciting to have these conversations because we've even had episodes where i i'm sure i started off with one opinion and they go wait 
that's a good point. And it's kind of brought me back to a different opinion um, because we were able to talk it out. And that's that's the only thing that I'm fearful of is sometimes we can people can get away f- and forget that talking it out with a difference of opinion doesn't mean it's a negative thing. You can have a constructive conversation and and not be disrespectful. Yeah, and not be disrespectful, but I don't feel like any of our listeners would be disrespectful because y'all are the best and you're always like so nice (laughs) in our DMs and stuff and you're so sweet. And thank you for sharing all of your like wonderful milestones and everything, like all your news and and everything. It's just, it's really wonderful. So thank you so much for that. Uh, I have nothing left to say here. I I am sorry. Well, I guess then we can just start Kingdom of the Cursed and, you know. Yeah, yeah. Might as well start it right away. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So feel free to follow us. We're both on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. You could also follow us on Instagram. We're at Akafe Podcast. And if you are feeling generous, please feel free to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts for us. Thanks for listening. And Spotify. And Spotify oh, you now. you can review on Spotify now? You can review hey. on Spotify now. So um, check that out. That is a new feature that they just notified us, podcast makers of. So hopefully by the time this episode is out, it will be rolled out for you, the listener. So check it out on Spotify and leave us a review there as well. Thanks, everyone. And we'll talk to you soon. Please don't hate us. Don't hate us. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.